So are teetering banks and mounting debt the cause of Europe's woes right now? Or is the financial crisis exposing a more deep-rooted problem for Europe, a crisis of identity? Here's the world's Patrick Cox. If you ask Fintan O'Toole what's bringing Europe down right now, he'll tell you it's the sudden disappearance of democracy. All that rhetoric about European values, about solidarity, about notions of, of democratic values, all that stuff proves to be very fragile. You know, what's really happened in our case is that nobody really gives a damn about democracy. O'Toole is an Irish commentator who in the past has supported Ireland's integration into Europe. No longer. Now he sees Europe, and by that he means Germany, brushing aside the elected leaders of smaller, debt-ridden states to impose take-it-or-leave-it austerity measures. The Irish have really been the forerunners of this. We turned a banking crisis into a sovereign debt crisis and then turned a sovereign debt crisis into a democratic crisis. And that's exactly what's happening everywhere through Europe. So the banking crisis is morphing and now it's reaching the point of being a crisis of democracy itself. As O'Toole sees it, democracy is the cornerstone of European unity. Without it, the continent would splinter. And Europe is greatly experienced at doing just that. There's nothing natural about an idea of Europe. It doesn't happen of its own. It's always the product crafted by, by leaders and thinkers and politicians. This is Miri Rubin, professor of European history at Queen Mary University of London. Rubin says five or six hundred years ago, Europe, of course, didn't have democracy. But there was something else that was shared. Well, when we think about the Middle Ages, there was definitely some glue there to support a vision of, a, of an integrated Europe, and that's Christianity. And that also means that there is a cost, of course, those who don't fit in. Jews, Muslims and others. It all broke down in the 16th century. And then for the next couple of hundred years, war was pretty much a constant in Europe. But Rubin says the Europe of the Middle Ages offers clues for survival today. What I think we can learn from that is that there has to be a vision a narrative, a reason to join and to want to be part. And of course, what, we're, what we have to do nowadays is also bring on a vast millions of, of, of the populace. And so we're back to democracy. People must vote for that vision these days. In fact, some argue that democracy has become the unifying belief that European leaders have used to bind the continent together. But there's also the worry that democracy may be Europe's Achilles heel, Historian Lawrence Rees says democracy can become dangerous when voters are spooked by a failing economy. It's very often forgotten that in the 1928 election in Germany, the Nazis got just 2.6% of the vote, and internal reports amongst the, the elite were dismissing them as a total waste of space. They were going nowhere. And then suddenly, by 1932, the Nazis are the biggest party in Germany, and that's pretty much down to an economic crisis and collapse in banks. The catastrophe and bloodshed that then engulfed Europe was what eventually led to the European Union and the Euro. In 1951, six nations, including Germany, signed the European Coal and Steel Community, the earliest forerunner of the EU. The reason it was coal and steel was those are the two resources you need to make weapons with. And so actually there was a deliberate plan thinking, well, Germany's been responsible through pursuing its own foreign policies, uniquely its own foreign policies. Germany's been responsible for the two world wars. We're not going to let it happen again. We're tying Germany in initially by the use of these two resources, which are the resources for, for war. So that was a huge motivational factor in the foundation of all this. And so the beginnings of Europe's integration were based not on a positive vision, but a negative one, never again. Lawrence Rees isn't sure if either that or a vision of democracy is enough to hold today's much larger group of nations together, especially if you're German. 
if you have to give half your wealth up in order to support a load of feckless Greeks, as you see it, at what point do you have enough of that? In other words, how much is unity worth? Reese expects more and more Germans to push their leaders to go it alone. You're looking for more isolationism, you're looking to actually detach yourself from the broader Europe, and that, who knows where that could go? Nobody knows. And maybe that's what's uniting Europeans right now. For The World, I'm Patrick Cox.